Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the Build Business Acumen Podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Schooler. Here is a great interview I did with Peter Laverse. He tells some amazing stories here about his time at Rolls-Royce. And yeah, it was my pleasure to meet him at IBM Amplify in Las Vegas uh, during 2017. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to have you on the show. You're, a, you're an IBM futurist as well from England, same as I am. And... I was quite in awe of your of your social media profiles because I know you used to work for Bentley and Rolls Royce and you've got this fantastic picture actually in your in your back in the background of one of your one of your profiles of on Twitter actually and and I just thought it looked amazing really and and I couldn't wait to meet you and and what I found really interesting is you're 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 quite authentic online and actually your online presence really is very similar to as you are in real in real life and i know you 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 you've got some fantastic tips to share today from from your experience uh at rolls royce and i'm really looking forward to hearing all about those so i'll let you uh, let you crack on well thanks Dan. yes likewise it was really good to meet you i thought that was a it was an excellent event it is it is something that i absolutely aim to do personally is I want to be the person who hopefully everybody that I meet professionally wants to work with me and, and, and enjoys working with me. So for example, you know, on, on Twitter, I absolutely try not to just share all my own stuff. You know, if there's anything that I come across that I learned from, because I'm, you know, I'm getting a bit long in the tooth now and, uh, I think it's really important that we keep learning we keep we stay open to uh to what is happening so that as as we as we do that i like it to share it with with others you know and so too many it seems to me people's um social media presence is is still kind of brochure where you know do you remember what that's what happened with websites before e-commerce came along um so the last thing i want is just is just my social presence to be to be brochureware about me i i would really like it if you know well some people do come back and say actually i really learned something from from uh from looking at what you're sharing but it's not all just from you it's actually because you i can see that you're learning uh as well talking about rolls royce you know i started there 35 years ago over 35 years ago now wow and that was that was a pivotal time actually maybe not from for reasons that people might expect for me it was it was pivotal because I was a young guy, you know, straight from school. So they sponsored me through university. So I was paid to go to university. Isn't that lovely? I was wow. a sponsored undergraduate uh, apprentice. 
uh, are doing what we call a sandwich course in the uh, in the UK. So I worked for six months a year, and they went to university for six months a year, mm-hmm. and they were they were very good to me. But I, I say it was pivotal because I I joined the company just at the time when the people who had been with the company for a long time were coming up to retirement, and I still I still see that as a real privilege. Obviously, I didn't know. Henry Royce and Charles Stewart Rolls, but I was so I, I worked with uh, with some lovely old guys who were taken on though when Henry Royce was still running Rolls Royce uh, Company, and indeed another guy who was a lovely guy, a South African called Jack Baker, who uh, who worked for Bentley in Cricklewood before it was taken over by Rolls Royce. So so even though you know it's it's kind of a hundred years since those uh, those companies were were started, or more than a hundred years, there was this connection with the founders. Mm. And I have to say, personally, some of the things. So, so personally, I connected with this chap called Henry Royce, who was he called himself a mechanic. I was training to be an engineer. I got into commerce and marketing and customer management later on in my in my career but he said some things that have stayed with me which i think are very important and i still try to be true to in my in my professional career one of the things that he said which which still inspires me is whatsoever that is rightly done however humble is noble is what he said i'll just re- <laughs> repeat that whatsoever is rightly done however humble is noble. And I have kept hold of that, even when business maybe isn't going as well as I would like it to, or when things don't turn out as you kind of hoped, it's important to keep on doing the right thing. Even, even if it's just a humble thing. And, and even if that means getting back to the person who makes an inquiry. And, and obviously I do a lot of work in the customer experience, the customer service world. So often there, uh, there is a lot of kind of Countercultural activity going on, you know, where it's all about the numbers and people are being beaten up because of the statistics or the numbers, but actually got to keep on doing the right thing. You know, I have, I have a, a real concern anywhere where I see short termism coming into business and typically short termism produces behavior to to count the numbers before their real sales or, or manufacture sales, think, things like that, where um, or to n- not count complaints as complaints. We call them something else, you know, because we get beaten up if too many complaints come in. Uh, but actually keeping on doing the right thing is vitally important for all of us as we go through our careers. We're going to have good times and not so good times in our, in our careers. And the thing is, is if, if you do keep on doing the right thing, then people are going to respect that. And of course, when times turn round better, they're going to come, they're going to come back to you. And it's like you were saying, that authentic comes through in the, in your, in your personality that you, you didn't compromise what was the right thing to do because of, uh, because of short term requirements. I agree. I agree totally. I sent you a tweet. So it's probably your phone going off. <laughs> I think it was. That's classic. <laughs> it teach was. me, teach me to tweet someone while I've got them on a podcast. <laughs> oh, 
classic. But yeah, it's it, it goes back to being authentic, doesn't it? And so that's really part of part of who you are, isn't it? Really. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, Henry Rice put it uh, put it very well in saying, you know, however humble it is, doing the right thing is a noble is a noble thing to do. And for me, so much of this whole idea of personal branding is about sticking to what you believe, to what you have found to be to be right and and, and not to allow the pressures to uh, to overwhelm you. So it's not it's not like not facing up pressures. You know, there are there are sales pressures, there are service pressures. You know, the, you know businesses have to make a profit and have to run. But it, there's a uh, in the financial services industry, there's this thing called treating customers fairly. So I don't know whether the whole audience will understand that, but it's actually legislation in the UK, and sometimes it's called market conduct or or conduct risk. But the whole underpinning of it is that financial services businesses should not need to treat customers unfairly to do well. You know, treating customers unfairly should not be part of your strategy. (laughs) And I absolutely concur with that. Yeah, I I totally agree with that as a, as a, as a precept of good business is you do not, you should not have to treat anyone internally or externally unfairly in order to, uh, in order to succeed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That, that also goes to suppliers as well, doesn't it? I think within the financial services, I think that that's part of the legislation as well, isn't it? Do you know, the point about suppliers is, is even, is even bigger. It's, it's not just in financial services. The, we'll talk a bit later. I've been uh, doing customer management capability assessments with businesses all over the world in the last 15, or actually 17 years. I have been struck by how the best customer management organisations, not just in financial services, across lots of different sectors. The best customer management organisations are also very good customers themselves to their suppliers. So the people who treat their customers well, in general, also treat their suppliers well. John Lewis Waitrose uh, springs to mind. I did some work with them quite a long time ago now, but it was really, it really was remarkable to me to see how not just them other other companies as well the companies that get this that get this customer experience angle also apply it to their suppliers and they recognize that it is in their interests to have a strong and profitable although you know not over profitable supplier base that where it's good to do business with them you know, again, it just un- underpins about doing things right. This isn't rocket science. Coming back to the to the IBM futurist, you know, which which we both are. There's there's things are changing. So, you know, there's so much that is happening at the moment, but actually, a lot of these foundational things aren't moving. You know, it's it's just about still treating customers and suppliers right through all the channels and media that are available to us rather than just the one that we used to have you know these things are still important to do completely fundamental business lessons aren't they really at the end of the day so in terms of in terms of mr rolls charles rolls what did you what did you pick up from from that kind of uh, angle if, if you don't know the uh, the history of, of rolls and royce actually charles rolls wasn't involved for very long he was i think if i'm right to say he was the first englishman to die in a plane crash in, in about 1910 or something, it was, it was quite well, it might even have been earlier. The 
the point about the about them as a pair, obviously Rolls Royce is is uh, is one of the most famous brands in in the world. Is that Charles Stuart Rolls was was a tough. He was a, he was a car salesman and he was very much very well connected in uh, in gently. He was a gentleman as we as we call them in the UK um, and probably had a gentleman's gentleman <laughs> or a valet. Um, uh, and he he was he was a salesman and he and he had a uh, a showroom on Conduit Street in London, which I'm I'm also glad to say I, I I used that office as well when I was working there. And Henry Royce was very much um, I suppose. I suppose you call him lower middle class or working class. He was an, he was a mechanic who worked his way up and trained on steam engines and things like that and, and was not posh in any sense. And yet out of this partnership, you know, of the, 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 the person with the connections and the sales skills and the absolute attention to detail and quality of engineering of uh, of Henry Royce when they came together they they produced something really special and of course he's still he's still really special in terms of uh, the quality of the products uh, Rolls Royce are now under BMW only ownership uh, Bentley are under Volkswagen ownership but actually both brands are flourishing that leads to the uh, the kind of the second thing that I wanted to say about about Henry Royce which is Another one of his famous quotes, and there are lots you can you can Google them. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said he said strive for perfection in everything you do. Um, I'm I'm paraphrasing slightly. He says take the best and make it better, and if it doesn't exist, then uh, then design it. And that I'm sure you and I went through the total quality kind of uh, craze of the uh, of the of the 80s, and that, and of course that as that then morphed into 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 lean and agile, you know, and, and all these things have their kind of roots in the old total quality, which of course came from uh, Japanese manufacturing and American influence in uh, in helping Japan kind of get back on its feet after the war. But actually, it's older than that. You know, Henry Royce was saying this, you know, in between the first and the second world wars, he he was saying, you know. Improve that quality as much as you can. Now, you know, I'm not an engineer anymore, but it's it's still very important for me as a business consultant that I'm helping my clients to improve the quality of the customer experience that they are delivering. And I, and I think um, it's so exciting what, where we are at the moment. Again, linking back to the, uh, the the cognitive, the AI, the this new world that is that is opening up to us. And for example, lots of auto industry leaders have been saying how the next ten years there's going to be more change than in the previous hundred years. And I think that I think that's absolutely true. Even though there are new channels and things are going to change fundamentally, we still need to have this this quality approach of making it as good as we possibly can. Because because we're told, we know, attention spans are decreasing. Loyalty, which used to be taken for granted, is is not as firm as it used to be. You know, um, customers are not as loyal as they uh, used to be, despite what some people might say. We, it's ever more important to keep keep that quality thinking approach to the to the customer experience that's being delivered through whichever channel and of course consistency of customer experience is is also vital for that you know and it plays to the same point you know why should a customer have a different experience 
let alone a bad one, <laughs> from the same company because they choose a different channel or or approach or medium to uh, to inquire or to buy or to service their their need. It's interesting for me to come from from where I have. It's very important for me that I keep I keep learning that I that I I keep applying these things to myself because then hopefully that then gives me a right to help others apply them to themselves because because otherwise it won't be authentic for me you know to do that I agree completely I mean it's 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 very much the approach that that we're taking and yeah I mean you didn't disappoint you're exactly the same guy as you are online as you are face to face and I think that's that's something that you know is really important throughout this whole this whole process of business branding personal branding uh and actually having having the high quality positive attitude approach and actually systemizing it right because you're really big on 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 systemizing the customer experience right that's your that's your uh speciality right well it's definitely one of the things that is absolutely core to to why i do what i what i do by the way and, and this does link there's one other thing that just i've just remembered of uh, which is maybe henry royce's even more famous quote which is uh which is the quality will be remembered long after the price is forgotten and uh, and there is there is something about what we do where actually the quality of advice that we give will 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 remain and that's that's something that i want to want to leave with clients i really don't think consultants should be trying to make their clients dependent on them we need to be leaving them with the tools with with approaches that they can then use to 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 improve their own performance best consultants engineer themselves out of jobs as quickly as possible because actually by doing that they get more work and others come back to them or when people move on that's just what reminded me about so you could say oh you know it's expensive to hire you or me but actually with the ethos that we have we always leave companies in a better position than when they started which very much plays to this message of systemic customer experience management you you may ask what 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 on earth do you mean by that now the way that i often explain it is is a light bulb moment that uh, that that happened with with a client and, and myself i won't say who it was but it was a it was a premium car manufacturer it wasn't one that we've mentioned already and and it was almost as an aside and i said to them do you know what if you just manage the quality of your customer experience with the same rigor as you manage the quality of your products of your your supply chain you know the the way in which components arrive on your uh, production lines the way in which parts for Millions of cars get, you know, arrive at, at, at dealerships to keep cars on the road. If you just manage your customer experience with the same kind of quality approach as you manage those things, you would be doing a lot better as a business. And it was like a light bulb moment. It's like, ah, oh, right, okay. And, and, and they kind of got this message of systemic customer management now by systemic i don't mean a business i don't mean an it system i mean i mean a business system if you want the outcome of a great consistent customer experience that 
that builds loyalty and advocacy, multiple purchasing, so continuity of of customer engagement, then you need to have a, a business system that manages those customers and their value. And and so really for the last last seventeen years I've been dedicated to to getting that message out that the customer experience and customer value are too important to leave to chance. You you don't expect cash to be in in a cash machine by accident. There is a you know <laughs> there's a uh, there's systems, there's uh, there's drivers, yeah, there's there's security guards, you know, there's, there's a whole business system behind that that you know to make it. I'm sure you're aware that there's there's more and more people are being recognised in business as as kind of the chief customer officer or vice president for customer experience or that that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of roles that are starting to appear where companies are recognizing that importance of the customer experience and they're making a person and their team responsible for joining up the customer experience across the business and i absolutely applaud and endorse that now i know some people are against that they don't don't think that's a good idea some of them say customer experience is everyone's responsibility so why do you need you know why do you just make it one person and one team's responsibility and of course they're right you know we all have a part to play every every employee of every company has a part to play in the customer experience that that is delivered but i would counter that argument by saying well actually just think about a financial services organization you know a bank or an insurance company managing risk is everyone's responsibility. You know, we everybody in that organisation has an element of of managing the financial risk that that company is exposed to. That you know, that effectively is what a lot of financial services is about managing risk. Either they've got your money or you've got their money, and and therefore there's there's a risk. Does that mean you don't need a chief risk officer? In an organization because everybody's responsible for risk. Of course you do. You know, <laughs> you've got to actually, it's mandated. You have to have a, <laughs> a head of risk in a financial services uh, organization. And, and in the same way, yes, we're all, we all have a part to play in the customer experience, but actually the best businesses out there, the ones that are really can really claim to be customer centric and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of hype around what what is customer centricity and is it actually possible to do but the ones that are close to being customer centric they've they've recognized this point that I was saying that that if you want good outcomes you've got to manage your business for those outcomes of a great customer experience and profitable customers and and I would always just emphasize that point because again there's a lot of hype about uh, wowing and delighting customers and of course that's all great but only when you can afford to you know um i would i would just have the 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 little bit of a pushback which says you you need to delight your profitable customers you need to manage well and appropriately your your borderline customers and certainly not overspend on them and you need to be managing the cost to serve and the cost to acquire of unprofitable customers Mm. and of course delighting them at different points in their journey is is something that you can do but um you know i could delight all customers by 
giving stuff away. You know, if you give somebody something for free, they'll be delighted. You'll be broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And, and so there's always there's always that balance to, uh, and and that that effectively that's at the heart of what this systemic approach is 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 about. If if you if you create a business system for to to manage customers within your business, then actually these these things sometimes counter to each other. You can actually manage those uh, those trade offs that have to be made to still perform well in, in business. Peter, it's been absolutely fantastic to hear about your experiences in in uh, Rolls Royce and, and and with your customer experience. Uh, tips and systemic approach and I'd love to love to hear more so you've been a great guest and uh, how do people get hold of you if they want to speak to you thinkcx.co.uk website address or just at my name at Peter Lavers at Twitter send me, send me a message thanks so much for listening please subscribe and wherever you prefer share with your friends and if you enjoyed the show Drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.